Welcome to Tiki Central Canada. Ever wonder what's in that cool, refreshing drink that you just have to have on that hot summer's day? Mmm, me too. Picture a man going on a journey beyond sight and sound. He has left society. He has entered Tiki Central with palm trees, beach sand, blue skies, and God, get me a drink now. Here are your hosts, Craig and Cam, and their wacky views in drinks, life, and maybe information. Hey folks, and how are we doing today? It's Tiki Central Canada, and I'm Craig. I'm your bartender, mixologist, and host for the hour. And uh, if you haven't noticed yet that there's no cam on the other side of the uh, the microphone here. No cam today. No cam today. No cam. I think he's still looking for the perfect picture. He's uh, exploring the world, trying to find just the right place to get hmm. the right picture. I think it seems it's like a big job, you know. He'll find it. I know. He'll eventually find it. I'm sure he will. And then he'll come back to the show. So uh, to replace him, we got some people that have returned before. Mike's here again. One Hi. more time. Hi there. Uh, Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are. Hmm. Well, I'm Mike. I live a pretty uh, standard, undeventurous life, so I try to keep it interesting for myself. And yeah, that's why it's here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lately, I've been working on my hula dancing. Fun hula fact. Dancing. Yeah. There you go. Very cool. I started off as a belly dancer, but... Uh, you don't have the belly for it? People didn't want to see that. No, there's too much of the belly. That's the problem. <laughs> so, yeah, on the hula one, it's a little easier to less... Uh, Ting, ting, little ting, finger tambourines so you, there, you, so. you have your little symbols and stuff like that. Mm, there you go. Yeah. Is there a certain outfit that you have to wear or something like that? Or grass skirt. Grass skirt. Yeah. Okay, cool. Hides my legs, so <laughs> that's a bonus for everybody as well. So wait, it's just like the Scottish kilt, so is there anything under the grass skirt? Just shame. Just, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan the Man. Hey, how's it going today? Trivia Man. So, Dan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Dan. I host Trivia at the Earl of Sussex, uh, 431 uh, Sussex Drive. He is the Al Trebek of trivia, by the way. It's true. But I, I also, um, it's not all I do. I also have found myself sustaining myself recently on very, like, miniature foods. Miniature? Okay, you have to explain. I don't Like I, tiny I, pineapples and stuff? Well, a pineapple can be trimmed into a mini version of itself. I'm all over it. Oh, very good. What's your favorite miniature food? Uh, cocktail weenies. Oh, fantastic. There you go. I love <laughs> little weenies. Well, we go- Whoa. <laughs> it explains so much. It explains so much. I, uh, I, I can't attend school anymore. That's right. You can't go anywhere 50 miles within a school, right, or something. <laughs> if you like eating miniature snacks, is that why you happened to throw up on a midget earlier today? Maybe. <laughs> Sorry, you told us a story. It's true. So uh, one of the things uh, we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about my trip that I went to. I went to Carousel, which is an island down uh, south. And I want to thank the people from Sunscape um, for hosting us there. We had a great time there on the resort, especially uh, Kenneth and Norma were the bartenders that we talked to while we were down there. I had a great time. And they, they basically overkill. Like we end up having on the last day we were there, we ended up having uh, dinner on the beach with our own private waiter with a bottle of wine and everything it was insane so living the uh, dream eh? i was living the dream that's it the pictures are beautiful yes yes that's right you guys are on my facebook so you guys have seen the pictures yes yeah. mm-hmm. and actually what we'll do is we'll actually we'll put a link on the broadcast for the sunscape resort if you guys want to check it out oh, for sure fantastic. i'll definitely look yes, that up yes yeah so so what drink will be will we be talking about today 
So the beverage we actually made today, guys, was actually we're going to talk about is the Blue Monkey. And like I said, it's uh, we're talking more about the carousel, which is the island it comes from. And um, like I said, this is one of the drinks that they actually had at the resort while we're there. And it's called the Blue Monkey. It's one of Norma's favorites. And uh, you guys can concur. Actually, it's not actually not blue. It's more of a neon green than uh, blue. The right? name is a lie, but it does taste like monkey. So that's a bonus. Uh, <laughs> Just <Wait. kidding>. um, <laughs> Mike, how do you know what monkeys taste like? I want to know. I'm Why not allowed it? at the zoo anymore. That's yeah. a, that's another fun oh fact about me. Oh my god! <laughs> Chilled monkey brains. Chilled monkey brains. That's like what Indiana Jones. That's right. Mm. That's right. Oh my god! The Temple of Doom. Temple Doom. So one of the things also we uh, yeah we're gonna talk about too is the blue carousel, which is uh, one of the items that you can actually purchase down at this island. So uh, that we'll be going through that in the second air. Now so, is uh, is that the thing at the fair that you go on and ride around on horses? <laughs> no, it's actually no, yeah. So carousel actually is an island down near Venezuela. It's about sixty miles off of Venezuela, it's, and actually it's the Dutch islands, and it's called the ABC Islands. So you got Aruba, which it's funny because every time I say carousel, I have to use Aruba as a focal point. And people little go, oh, reference. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where it is now. Okay. So, yeah, Aruba, Bonaire, and carousel. And these are all Dutch islands, actually, right just off of Venezuela. Oh, the Dutch. Nice people. Love the mm. Dutch. There's two things I can't stand. <laughs> Intolerance for other people's cultures and the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> so is this blue monkey a tiki drink? So it's not a typical traditional tiki drink that we know from the back in the old days. It is sort of the third generation tiki drink that has come out from the resort and also seen it a few times on the internet. But yeah, it's it doesn't actually have like an origin. Like there's no key creator of it. There's no uh, reason behind it why it's made. It's not like the mojito where the mojito was made to prevent scurvy. So it's just a tropical drink that's supposed to be made on, tour, on a resort for all the tourists to come and try out. So no interesting Trader Vic uh, backstory on this one? That's right. There's no uh, weird, you know, I don't even remember, I don't even find out who the creator was, like actually who created the oh, drink. It's a bit so of a mystery it's then. It's a bit eh? of a mystery. I guess in some ways it is a tiki because tiki actually is mystery. So there you go. Maybe it is tiki. It's true. So if it's <laughs> not a traditional tiki beverage, why, uh, why did you decide to uh, talk about it today? So the reason why I'm going to cover today is because one of the ingredients in it is actually the blue carousel, which actually comes from carousel. And that's one that everyone sees at the LCBO that's a blue color liqueur. Uh, some people call it blue cracko, which is not. It's carousel, crackle. by the way. Cracko. Raise the cracko. Raise the kraken. No. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's actually it's, it's called blue carousel. We actually see that a lot of times in like blue lagoons and blue Hawaiians. So it is a, a key ingredient in tiki drinks that we see in the past. So that's why I figured we covered today. Right on. So what's the recipe for this amazing drink? Okay, so the recipe for this actually is it can be one ounce of coconut rum, and you can use any kind of coconut rum you want. I tend to use the cruising rum. You can use Malibu, there's Captain Morgan's coconut rum as well. Then you're gonna do one ounce of the blue carousel. And of course, of course, if you are not getting it originally from where I'm getting it from, then yes, you're gonna be using the uh, Bowls or McGinnis, which is like LCBO blue care. So you're going to get that. It's kind of mass produced. Mass produced. It's also sugar based. It's very sugar based. Good for the diabetes. That's it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, two ounces of orange juice and then one ounce of pineapple juice. And that's the recipe. Oh, that makes sense. That green, sounds huh? tropical. It's very <laughs> tropical. As you guys can see, it's very colorful. It's like neon green. Mm. So what's the garnish for this drink? 
So there actually was no particular garnish because um, when you go to a resort, they actually most of the drinks you get are usually in those like kind of party little plastic cups. Mm-hmm. They don't put in any fancy glassware. So there was really no garnish that they kind of was consistent. Like every time I ordered, I get some sort of different garnish depending on the bartender. But the garnish actually that I'm going to put on this and on the picture on the website is going to be an orange slice speared with a cherry because there's orange liqueur in it. So I figured that that's probably the best thing to do for the garnish. Now, the blue carousel that we tried, you guys tried, if you guys noticed, it doesn't taste anything like blue at all. It does not taste blue. No, it actually tastes like orange liqueur. No blueberries. No blueberries whatsoever. So, um, do you have any uh, additional information you'd like to share about this blue carousel and uh, where it came from and how it came to be? Yeah, so the blue carousel liqueur actually was traditionally made with a dry peel of a bitter orange native to the uh, carousel island. So, in other words, they're not taking the extraction from the orange itself, but actually from the peel. So, if you notice when you take an orange and you take the peel and you actually squeeze it, you get that little spray. Mm, and actually, nice little bitter, right? Eh? A little bitter. And it's just, yeah, exactly. It's not sweet at all. It's actually bitter. So, that's the orange bitter uh, peel that they use to make it. So, the Spanish explorers actually brought the bitter orange to the island in 1527. Way oh, way back. Yeah, it goes, man. It goes quite way back, back. Talk about a sour gift, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is they actually discovered that the aromatic oils that were in the peel were uh, you able to extract them and then use them for sort of an orange liqueur. So bowls, B-O-L-S, and that's actually one of the brand names you'll see in LCBO. Doing is that they actually had shares in the West and East India Trading Company. And then what they did is they brought these spices back, including this bitter orange traction, back to their, the mainland. Okay, so they just took advantage of the uh, shipping company that they had partnership in. That's today. Right. Let's bring this back to everybody. Interesting. That's right. So this Bowles, that's uh, one of the major brands in North America for their Karis House and stuff like that, is it not? Yeah, that's right. So what ended up happening was that uh, the cool facts about Bowles is, like I said, the, uh, the, so the Dutch West India Company actually uh, took possession of Carousel in 1634. And so then Bowles, like I said, had shares in the company. And so uh, it gave them a source for all the spices to bring it back to the mainland. Interesting. <laughs> but if it's an orange liqueur, then why is it blue? Where's the blue come from, Craig? That's right. Mm, Where's the blue us. come from, Craig? Please <laughs> we demand we, information. We, we want to know. <laughs> Sustain our brains. Inquiring minds. <laughs> Inquiring mm. minds want to know. Uh, so anyways, Bulls actually added the blue coloring in 1912 and sold it as creme du ciel. Which means cream of sky. Oh. So it doesn't matter what color it is, it actually is all the same flavor. So do you think that just adding the color was more of a marketing gimmick to make it seem a little bit more colorful and popping on the shelves and just the clear it would have been? Exactly. So if you're going to make a tropical drink, why not make something that's like, you know, neon green, neon blue, neon red, neon orange. Make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, especially coming from that part of the world too, eh? Sort of create a drink that could match the color of the sea. True. So uh, this blue they put into it is the... Are there other colors besides? So uh, actually, so like I said, it's an orange liqueur, so no matter the color has no factor whatsoever in the taste. So blue carousel, or sorry, carousel itself actually does have a blue, an orange, a red, a clear. So it's actually perfectly clear. It still tastes like orange. The original, I guess. And green, neon green. Mm. So I guess if you know if you made this with green carousel, it'd be the green monkey. Hmm. Does the company make other flavors besides orange liqueur? 
Yeah, so actually the carousel also does make also coffee, a chocolate one, a rum one. Oh, go figure out rum. Got a rum flavored one. Interesting. And raisin. I'm not quite sure exactly. Raisin. Sounds like old people would like that one. (laughs) Terrible. I'm not sure exactly sure why there's a raisin one, but apparently there's a raisin one. It's just a combination of their reject batches. Can you pick the color raisin? You can pick the raisins out. That's it. Like I don't a, think there's actually raisins in it. I think it's just raisin flavored. Ah, just pick the flavor out. There you go. Where is this liquor made? It's on the island, I assume, right? Uh, so senior companies and companies started in Carousel. Uh, they started selling, actually, the liqueur back in 1896 at pharmacies in small quantities. So so you could... This so is it was medicine. Like a pharmac- it was like a medicine. Yeah, it was like oh. a liqueur. You're know, getting the, our medicine in today. The elixirs. You remember the old western? Oh, you see yeah. like the guy said, hey, this lecture will cure the cancer. The cure all tonics there? The old tonics. You'll <laughs> cure cancer if you drink this lecture right here. Yeah, the old snake oils. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> So in 1947, actually, they bought the Landos Cobolobo, which is a county, basically the country's mansion at the time. So it's in Willisted. And this is actually where they distill it today. And so the company actually is the only one that actually uses this bitter orange fruit. The Lahara. Lahara, yes. Uh, bitter orange fruit from Carousel. And if you actually look on the bottle that I gave you, showed you guys, that says this is genuine. So genuine means that actually this is a real deal comes from the real carousel so that's why i always tell people like when they say well yeah i use carousel at home like yes but using like a sugar-based one compared to the real deal so what's the difference between uh stuff uh distilled on the island and the generic stuff we get here in north america north america yeah so like i said the difference between that is that like you said no matter what the color is it's an orange liqueur so like your triple sec your cointreau or grand marnier but the blue carousel that we see in LCBO, be it Bulls or McGinnis or whatever it is, is sugar-based. So if you notice, all those creme dues are all sugar-based. So blue carousel, creme de menthe, creme de cocoa, creme de banana, all those are all sugar-based. There's a lot of more sugar in there. And so when you're making a lot of tropical drinks or even drinking a lot of tropical drinks with that, eventually what ends up happening is that you're not going to get a hangover from the alcohol because it is a low alcohol content, but you're actually going to get a sugar hangover. Mm. Sometimes that's a lot Which worse. is a lot worse lots of times, right? Exactly, yeah. It's not good for the diabetes either. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. <laughs> so is it expensive compared to the stuff we see on our shelves here? So it is a little more pricier. It is a premium, I would call it the premium uh, liqueur. So the bottle I bought was, I think, $35 US. So that turns into oh, about 40 45 bucks around there somewhere. Where if you got like a regular blue carousel here in LCBO, you're looking about probably fifteen to twenty dollars maybe. Mm. So it is a little so more a expensive, price difference, but but you're definitely getting a better product. It's for worth sure. it, eh? I mean, you guys tasted it in the Blue Monkey. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot. Of, there was a lot of sugar in that. It was mostly booze. So again, back to this drink. Uh, how did you come across the recipe? So everywhere, everywhere I go, I have this tendency, and of course, Norma's uh, patient with that one. Every bar, or sorry, every resort I go to, I end up going to the bartender and talking to the bartender and finding out their favorite drinks, what's the most popular drink they make, and just chit-chatting with them for a while, and eventually they break down the recipes for me and give them to me, which is funny because, I mean, they, I guess they figure, like, well, you know what, I'm never going to see this guy again, so... That's true. What's the harm, man? What's the harm, right? Yeah, that's where I get the recipe from, uh, just basically just talking to the bartenders in the resort, and eventually broke down and told me what the recipe was, and uh, we had a great time talking. And the funny thing is actually that, so I end up actually behind the bar in one point there, actually making drinks <laughs> <That's> <laughs> with awesome. the bartender. Were they a little short-staffed? Or? <laughs> I guess they were. Oh, <laughs> well, we got a bartender on duty here. Quick, grab him. Let's go. <laughs> no, it's just funny. Like I said, it just 
I guess we just talking for quite a while and he hadn't really didn't have any customers and so then all of a sudden I was making drinks with him and people came up and we were making drinks with them and it was a great time I always have a great time every time I go talk to bartenders so and where is this again so this is at Sunscape Resort which is in Carousel just right near Willingstead so the good thing too like I mentioned guys is like and I just said there in that little point is that when you guys go to resorts talk to the bartenders these guys are great guys to talk to and you know if you get them on your side and uh, get to know them Actually, then it's great because then all of a sudden you're, you're going to be the first. First of all, you can be the first one served, right? There's mm. a pack of people there. You can be the first one served. And also, too, they give you the good stuff, right? So, in other words, what I mean by that is that if I ask for a sample, like a pina colada, they're going to be the barrel rum, which is like the lowest rum quantity they've got, which is garbage. But if I go ask for a pina colada after been chit chatting for a while, he'll basically give me some sort of premium rum. Did you know? Yeah, I, I did, did not. not. Oh my God, that was in stereo. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, Cam's like now officially lost his spot there now. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Cam. Sorry, Cam. Uh, anyway, so, so Carousel was actually discovered in 1499 by the Spaniards navigator who used to work for Columbus. So this guy was actually shipping, you know, sailing around with Columbus, and Columbus is going, Look, there's Cuba, there's Jamaica. And this guy's going, No, 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 we're going way more south <laughs> than that. We're going down near Aruba and Carousel, buddy. So, uh, yeah, it was actually was discovered by a Spanish navigator that worked for Columbus. Taken over by the Western India Dutch Company. Dutch. 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 <laughs> and their headquarters actually was in Amsterdam. That's where their headquarters were. Oh, wow. a little, little far away from the island, That's eh? That's right. So the Spaniards actually enslaved most of the tribes that were actually on the island and forced them into labor force. And so all of a sudden, Carousel became the center hub for the Atlantic for slave trade. Holy smokes. A little island like that. Yeah, I know. Hub, eh? It's like that's where all the trade would happen. And it's funny because actually there's uh, statues you see on the island. So, example, there's one that I saw where it's a giant copper fist with a chain around the wrist. And then the chain is actually broken. So freedom. Freedom. Smoke. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So, it's pretty cool. But you said it was the Spanish people who claimed Curacao. So, why is it a Dutch island? Ah, good question, Let's Mr. Trivia first. Man. The dun, Dutch. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I need the information for my question. That's right. <laughs> He's just stealing the facts for the next the next, the next uh, time you just... I have it. a quail and an inkwell. <laughs> I'm recording everything. That's it. Well, actually, in 1634, after the Netherlands achieved independence from Spain, caused by the 80-year war... 80 years? Was it actually 80, 80 years? years? Holy smokes. My God, man. That's a lot of calendars. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, <laughs> Uh, started occupying the island actually after this fact, after okay. they got some independence. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So you mentioned slavery earlier. This was must have been a major income for the island. Slavery was one of the major incomes at the time, but also too, there's a, the major one was actually the salt mines. Oh. So remember back then we we talked about this in past episodes. Like so, Columbus was actually looking for India, so that's why the Caribbean islands actually know, also known as the West Indies. The West Indies. Right, because they were looking for spices, so they were looking for sugar. And also salt. That so was they had to one. go back with something, I guess. Eh? Yep. Go back with some salt. Hey. So <laughs> so let me get this straight. I spent thousands of dollars for you to go over there. And you come back, back with a table salt? They came back so thirsty. Good job, Christopher. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> so what's their major income now? So the major income they have now is still the salt mines. That's good. Uh, the liqueur, which of course you just talked about, blue carousel. Tourism. Then also, too, the Shell Oil Refineries. So this is, a, this is a really cool sort of non-tourist picture you imagine in your head. So when you go from west of the island to east of the island, you have to go over this major bridge. It's really tall and huge. And so if you go over the bridge and you look to your right, 
you see you know, Willingstad, which is this nice, you know, Dutch architecture buildings, all nice and colorful and pastel colors. And there's a bridge with lights and everything and like restaurants and little shops and stuff. It's so daint. And then you look over to your left and you see tankers and oil refineries and smokestacks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like mm, not yeah. quite the tourist picture you want to take. In fact, actually, I didn't days, take eh? that picture. Yeah. So what it is, is that's actually they get oil from Venezuela. So mm. petroleum from Venezuela and then know. they refine it in carousel and then eventually moves on to from there. So tourism is a big one that they, they do now. And also to the financial services. So all the banks, I remember, now I remember, now don't quote me on this, but I, this is what I remember hearing from somebody actually in Carousel. The majority of the European banks are actually in Carousel. Oh, that's like their off-seas accounts there. Exactly, yeah. Their tax evasion the accounts. Cayman, in other words, if you're like trying that. to hide money, this is a place you hide yeah, money. The Caymans, yeah, exactly. you go to Switzerland and <laughs> right. Carousel. I never you, would have thought of that. Huh? You buried it on the beach under big X. <laughs> it's true. That's right. In a treasure chest. <laughs> the treasure it's easiest chest. way. That's five paces to the left and down the <laughs> <laughs> So you were mentioning uh, tourism earlier. Uh, that must be a very big uh, bump to the economy for them. Oh, for sure. So tourism actually is one of the major ones they do right now. And what it is is that the airport alone actually brings in 2.5 million people a year into the island. And the ships, the cruise ships, bring another million in per year. So that's 3.5 million tourists on the island that only actually occupies 150,000 regular locals. That's a huge bump. That's a huge bump. That's right. And the island is actually only about maybe 30, 35 miles long and about maybe 10 to 15 miles wide. Wow, that's quite small. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Quite flourished with a lot of tourists. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's really good for the economy, I'm assuming. Oh, for sure. That's like the big part of their economy is that. And like I said, the refineries and mm-hmm. the salt and then the liqueurs. That's great. So it's They're a Dutch country. Good, it's eh? very rich. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, why are the buildings in Willemstead bright colors? Is that due to the Dutch? Dutch colors. Painting it like their tulips. That's the right. Dutch. The Dutch. <laughs> No, actually, what it is is that, and this is a cool story that they, they told us uh, over and over again at the resort and when we were downtown. Uh, and you can also see us in different travel magazines as well about Willingstad, which is the, the main town in, in Carousel, is that the reason why all the buildings are color, painted different different colors is that the former governor would come downtown and because of the white on the buildings, he claimed that he would be getting headaches during the day when a sunny day would happen. So therefore, he insisted that all the buildings were painted different colors, so then he wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be a problem. Later yeah. on, to find out that the locals actually found out that the governor actually was also the guy that owned the paint shop. Oh, oh well, isn't nice. that convenient? So well done, well done. Yeah. So he basically collected all the revenue for all the paint that went on to paint hey, all the buildings. You guys should paint these buildings <laughs> and then buy it for me. Your attention, please. Please follow the following instructions of this vacation to help you enjoy your trip and stay safe. Okay, so this is actually be a very special segment we're going to do for several shows. And what this is, is that me and Norm have traveled several, probably, God, 10 years plus together. And so we figured that, you know what, these are good travel tips to have to basically make your vacation much easier, safer, and basically less of a headache. So we're going to go through some points with you guys. And so the first point we're going to go through is before you go, some things you need to plan before you go to your trip that you might not have thought about. So Norma, if you want to explain some of the the important details of this. Sure. Um, 
So just before we start, actually, I want to say that not all travel tips work for all people. It's going to depend on your personality, your lifestyle, your travel requirements and that kind of thing. So so take these with some of them with a grain of salt, right? Makes um, sense. Yeah. So uh, these are just coming for our personal experiences. So some VIP stuff before you go. For, for me, I always make sure that I've got a copy of our passports uh, and other important documentation and ID. Uh, and what we do is I used to print these and keep a copy, but instead of doing that, because people can get their hands on that is I actually scan those important pieces of, of uh, paper or documentation the tickets itineraries reservations our IDs the passports um, scan that and I email it to myself uh, or I take a photo uh, of the passport in case it's lost so I scan it and email it to myself that way no one else can really get a hold of it quite easily not like a paper copy right, right? and actually that's kind of good because then also to see example if you're at the hotel and they say okay we need a copy of your passport you actually don't have to physically hand them your passport. You can actually just give them the, the photocopy. Or like I said, if you lose your passport, then maybe you've got something to work with then, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. It'll it'll make things a lot easier and it's not vulnerable to being lost, right? Because it's in your email or it's in your photos on your, on your phone. Um, and this way, if things are offline, you can actually, if you take a picture of it, you'll still have access to the, the information. Exactly. Now, this next point, me and you actually just learned this one about uh, this year, taking a picture of your luggage. We never even thought about it, but then actually once we thought the process through, it made sense. Right. So if you take a picture of your luggage and, and note its measurements somewhere in case it's lost, this is going to be a lot easier if you have to deal with that situation than describing, oh, my luggage is, you know, it's about two feet high and it's, right. it's green and it has like a black handle, you know, that could describe 400 pieces of luggage, right? So this way you actually have a picture, you know what it looks like. Um, and if you note the measurements, you will have those details as well. So it'll be a lot easier to, to handle that situation exactly so here's another point if uh, you're renting a car in a destination what's some tips that we have for that one as well well like what we did this year in curacao is uh and i had learned this on a travel forum that i joined before we went and that, those are great by the way i got lots of good information but they suggested an app called maps.me and that app was a lifesaver for us oh we, my god was it ever <laughs> we yeah go well, ahead. Look, this is break it down. Sorry, I want to interrupt. But so the lady that we rented the car from actually kind of gave us some sort of basic directions to get to the other side of the island. And literally within like two seconds, we were completely lost. Yeah, seriously. So we basically took the app and just ran with it and actually found out that it worked. And it was amazing. Yeah, it was really good. So so what you do is you download this app either before you leave home or while you know you've got access to the internet, right? Uh, download the app and you can bookmark attractions and save locations that you know you're going to be traveling to or you might be interested in seeing. And what that does is once you get to your de destination, the app actually works offline and it'll provide you directions. So driving directions like, you know, Google Maps or, or what have you um, to the landmarks and locations that you've already bookmarked. So they'll route that for you. And that was a huge lifesaver, lifesaver for us. So. Yeah, exactly. You're a great, by the way, you're a great navigator in this whole process. <laughs> I don't know how many times I was like, okay, where am I going next? What am I doing? Well, we tried the map. country, so where do we go? <laughs> yeah, we tried the map, the physical, actual handheld map. That didn't go over well. <laughs> no, exactly, yeah. And it was really interesting because we thought like, okay, we've got to be using some sort of data or something. So I, we've kind of did some research on it. And I think what it does is actually uses a ping. So what we mean by that is that all your phones when they're on actually is still transmitting to the satellite. Doesn't mean that you're actually using data, but it's actually transmitting your location to the satellite. So what this app does 
is use that ping process of not using your data, but your basic location on the GPS and then just follows it along on the map. And it, it was amazing. I, I, I guess say like we, everywhere we go now, we're going to be using this app oh, for sure. I totally will be. Uh, yeah. I, I'm kind of paranoid about the whole, you know, using data abroad thing. So I checked it out while I was on Wi-Fi <laughs> <laughs> exactly. and made sure I'm like, are we sure this is okay? Yep. Yep. And it worked really well. The instructions were clear. And especially cause you're driving in a foreign country, you don't really know that location names or the signs. And, and, and so it really makes it a lot easier than trying to do this the old fashioned way. And like you said, the thing you want to do while you're still in Wi-Fi or in a place where you have internet is to mark the certain points of places you want to go. That's right. So that you kind of have to do that part ahead of time. Like kind of like, okay, where, example, like we went to uh, Klein Carousel, we went to Knip Beach. So these locations we actually had to do ahead of time and mark them on the map. So then once right. it started running offline, it knew exactly where we we're going. Exactly. So you, you kind of get an idea of where you want to go and then put it into the app. It'll save it as like a bookmarked type location. And then once you're offline, you can route to any of any between any of those locations. So that's called maps.me is the app. Thank you and enjoy your flight. Cool. All right. So anyway, that is the end of our show. I mm -hmm. want to thank Mike and Cam for coming along and helping me out Cam's on the show. My name's Dan. Oh, no. <laughs> the Dutch, they changed your name. The oh, my Dutch. God. They took my N and added an other N. And they, they did it and again. They took away the oh, D right. and put in a C. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to thank Mike and Dan for coming to the show. Oh, oh, there we go. That's so much better. That. Okay, there we go. Yeah, so... Thanks Anyways, uh, and their input, of course, and their quizzery minds. I know that Dan actually is writing down heavily all these new trivia questions he's got now for everybody else. Oh, my God. So uh, just a couple things. One, uh, that we still have a contest going on to the 28th of February. So by the time this comes out, we'll probably will be announcing, actually, our new winner for the contest. Uh, also, too, very important point. Hey, cool. In April 1st, we're going to be at the Made With Love competition and Dan, the man, Trivia Man, is Ooh. going to be there doing trivia. That's a fact. And is that a fact or is that fiction? False. <laughs> False. I want yeah. to challenge that uh, fact. Uh, no, anyway, so what he's going to do is be giving out trivia. So if you are uh, thinking that you are good at tiki and tiki culture, be listening to the show and think you know your stuff, come out, check it out, ask Dan some questions. And uh, there'll be some prizes we're going to be handing out for the way away for some winners on that. Mm. And uh, also, too, there'll be lots of cocktails and food there. So uh, if oh, you're it's... not going to it, definitely go to it. It's called the Made with Love Competition. It's going to be on April 1st at the TD Place in Ottawa. I know that Mike's going now, apparently. I will yeah, be yeah, participating. Yeah, there you go. It's located sure. inside the Aberdeen Pavilion. That's right, because, you know, guess what? Dan works there. I do. Yeah. That's my full-time gig. There we go. So he, he knows the, he knows the ins and outs of the buildings. Okay, so I have to ask: Is there like secret compartments or secret areas that are like not known to most of the general public? It's true. <laughs> no, you're supposed to elaborate on that. I think you, it's like not the. I'm sorry, they're secrets. Sworn to secrecy. Oh, but they do secrets. Exist. You can't tell us what's going on. Okay, that's it. <laughs> so, anyways, this is like I said: www.tikicentralcanada.ca. Is that all one word? That's hey. Good call there. That was like uh, Mike's all over Way that one. Way to go, Cam. Damn. Cam, that's right. We're going to have to call you Cam from now on. Here hey, guys. Go. I'm smart and stuff. Wow. Anyways, uh, so uh, on there, you'll see our website. We'll see our shows. We also have our recipes on there. You can also stream our show live from there as well. We do subscribe, by the way. There is a button there for subscribing, so please do subscribe because we do follow. I do need subscribers to basically keep the show going. And also, too, there's some recipes in here, like I said. Uh, there is a place for comments if you want to ask a question or any comments. 
If you want to ask Dan the Man Tan some questions, I'm sure he'll answer them there for you. I got answers. He's got answers. That's I right. also ask the questions. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all on the cheat sheet, so, uh, you know. <laughs> we'll go from there. Anyways, folks, I think we're going to go grab some more drinks, and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Everyone say bye. Bye. Sweet. Well, I don't know about you, but I got informed. Guys, hey, guys, where's my drink? I'm I'm the amateur at this point. Always have to so check Dan. it's like I'm just following along. Yeah. You, you guys are the veterans.